0: Welcome to Allie and Sarah with our friend James Ball. This is Alan Allie with James. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. A uh, little under the weather, which is why we're yeah. doing this remotely.
0: And uh, Jimmy's taking the weekend off. We're going to go through and talk about everything from GameStop to what's going on in D.C. and then some things locally. Last week, we did probably an yeah. hour on GameStop and I wanted to start off with that just to kind of recap uh, where things were and what happened this week. James, you, you've been following a little bit. Do you want to kind of take the lead on this and frame the discussion for this sure.
1: week? Yeah, so I'm not sure how much we talked. I forget exactly how much we talked about last week. But basically, um, GameStop went from $4 to 400 over the course of about a month. And the idea or the, the, the thesis was a short squeeze. And so where you get these people who had heavily shorted the stock to a point where they had lost so much money that their brokers would close their positions on their behalf, therefore causing the price to go even higher. Um, And so what happened was um, when it on, uh, I believe it was last Thursday, uh, Robinhood, which is one of these low cost trading apps, as well as several other um, low cost brokerages, limited the ability to buy GameStop you could still sell it, but you can't buy it, which of course put a lot, which which killed the momentum and uh, brought the price from 480, a top of 480 down to, I believe it was like 112 in the span of about 45 minutes. So then it kind of bounced around and up and down. And then over the course of the week, it got down to about 50 again. So um, killed the momentum The any, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion online, but it sounds like none of the shorts actually covered their positions. And so the, <clears throat> that 100X run-up was just um, buying pressure. It was everybody getting excited about the stock and, and throwing money into it. And um, so that means there's a lot of people who lost money on that. Yeah, so which we, is, should, um, we should yeah, explain
0: ahead. something. When, when people short the stock, what they do is um, I borrow a share, or I borrow 100 shares from James. James owns stock. Um, I sell those hundred shares, so mm-hmm. I sold those hundred shares at four hundred dollars or whatever. Right. Um, I paid James some interest for borrowing his shares, just like I, just like you'd borrow money from somebody. And then, if the price of the stock rises, um, James has the right to to bring the stock back, to ask for it back, and he goes, "Hey, I'd like to sell my stock now." I have to come up with the stock, and it forces me to buy the stock at these inflated prices, right. even though i don 't want to it inf- it forces me to buy it and, and give it back to them so a short squeeze is when all these people have taken this bet literally a bet that the stock is going to drop and then it doesn 't drop and it rises all of a sudden they have to cover their positions but that 's interesting that that it wasn 't the shorts. Uh, Covering their positions, which, you know, we're going to talk about QAnon uh, (laughs) later on in the show here and and conspiracy theories. But this is where even I start to scratch my head about, you know, collusion and conspiracy theory, because it isn't when a stock runs like that. Generally speaking, shorts are forced to close their position and they have to buy the Mm -hmm. stock. And it's like jet fuel. When a stock runs, like I believe when Tesla was running, uh, it's fueled by people wanting to buy the stock, but it's also fueled by shorts stopping their losses, basically going, oh my God, I, I've got to buy this stock. Right. It's it's really odd. It would be an unusual situation. <laughs> unusual to the point of of probably didn't happen for, um, it probably didn't happen in just sort of normal trading conditions for the shorts not to cover. Have you read anything about what the theory was?
1: Um, they still think the stock's going to zero they're, they're, they don't believe, and this is, <clears throat> this is all speculation. Um, I don't have a direct line to wall street to ask these guys themselves, but the speculation is that they they believe their thesis is still valid. That GameStop is the next blockbuster. It's going to zero. And this whole run-up was just rabid retail investors. And if they can hold through it, um, the stock is still going to zero. That, that I believe, is the, is the thesis. Um, well, it's the still interesting a- thing
0: it- is, I've, I've always thought that a, short, a real short squeeze is you're forced to close your position. Right. And I never, never quite understood why somebody would get, Forced to close at a certain price unless the the third party that manages this That's what it is. basically calls the position. That's what is it that is. In? Yeah,
1: so you you do your trading through a through a brokerage and a short position has an unlimited loss potential. Right. You know, if you buy a stock and it goes to zero, you've lost 100 percent of your capital. If you short a stock and it goes up 100x, you've lost 100x of your of your principal, and so you the brokerage, if you go bankrupt and cannot repay 100% of what you bet, the uh, the brokerage is, is then on the hook to go find those shares and repay your debts. Right. And so um, you'll get a, a, a what is yeah. called a margin call where if you're all, of you, you have bor- borrowed more money than you have collateral to cover that, that <clears throat> and the brokerage will then um, liquidate your position without telling you, without asking. They'll send you a letter in the mail telling you that what they did, but they, they don't ask right. your permission. Um, and that's what happens to normal people. And so this is another thing that's frustrating about this, about this GameStop right. saga is that these, you know, Melvin Capital lost half of their assets under management through this thing. They were down 47% or right. something like that um, in the month of January. And their brokerages never called their shares back. So it's just, you know, if, if anybody else was in that position um, who who was trying to blow up their mortgage, um, they would have, they would have been called back and they would have been forced to close their position.
0: Well, and that's the, you know, this is the aluminum foil wrapped around our head conspiracy theory, theory side of this is these are all uh, hedge funds, not all, but many of them are large hedge funds. They're all part of the club. Um, the brokerage firms are looking at these hedge funds, going, "Do I really want to start this domino effect?"
1: No. Yeah. So yeah, once, once one of them starts covering, they all have to cover. Yeah. Because that that starts the squeeze, and it'll go to it'll go to infinity. Right. So
0: the trick is, have they been able to sort of crash land the airplane? Because I think it's now down around sixty. Yeah. Or so, GameStop. Yeah.
1: It rose <laughs> on Friday, but it has been going down all week by. 40, 50, 60% a day. So So
0: if they can get the price low enough and then they can either write out their position or they can uh, start buying shares to cover their
1: positions, they'll have less of a loss. Correct.
0: They'll bridge through this. Yeah. So this is
1: my aluminum foil -hmm. hat. Um, Nick and I were talking about this because all like Citadel Securities um, is the, broker for something like 40% of all retail trades mm-hmm. and they are Robinhood's number one customer. Uh, I think most of Robinhood's revenue comes from Citadel because they they sell their order book through Citadel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so Citadel also injected 2 and a quarter billion dollars into Melvin Capital to ride out this short squeeze. And so now you've got this mm-hmm. this sort of master hedge funds the Citadel Capital who owns a significant stake in Melvin Capital who has this giant short interest in GameStop and Melvin Capital also pays all of these low-cost low, low cost brokerages for their order flow. I right. was telling Nick, I was like, what do you think happened that all of these brokerages had the exact same idea at the same time to halt, uh, not even halt trading, right. halt buying. You can still sell, you can't buy. Um, to halt buying of these same stock or do you think Melvin, or uh, not Melvin, but Citadel, made a couple phone calls over the weekend right. and said, "Hey guys,
0: we need a conspiracy theory disclaimer yeah. <laughs> that scrolls across <laughs> when we when we go into these areas. We need the because it's not it is it, uh, the reason I talk about this stuff. We'll we'll take a break. We've got we bumped up against our our uh, eight minutes here." We'll take a break and come back and talk about this because I do want to talk about conspiracy theories and how we handle them on the show here. This is uh, Alan Alley with Ally and Sarah with our friend James Ball.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by ProLift Garage Doors. ProLift is your one-stop shop for residential and small commercial garage doors from openers, springs, and rollers to full reinstalls. They offer same-day service on all garage door repairs with no extra charge for evenings or weekends. Serving the greater Portland metro area, call today and set up your free estimate at 503-558-6349 or at ProLiftDoors.com slash Portland. Again, that's 503-558-6349 or ProLiftDoors.com slash Portland.
0: Welcome back to Allie and Pissera with our friend James Ball. We're talking about GameStop and wandering into the world of conspiracy theories, which I think is appropriate for this week. Um, the reason I bring these things up isn't because I, I, you know, we, we hit on them and I absolutely believe every single one of them, right. And we have to go after it. No, I do it because there is some truth in all of this. I am absolutely sure of that. Now, is there collusion on every wall street firm helping us is, is every single thing that we're saying true? No. But the other reason I want to talk about it is um, this kind of stuff used to happen in the dark before the internet, before social media, it would happen and nobody would know. Yep. Nobody would know, right? Now we're getting better disclosure of that and I actually think it's ultimately healthy. Um, but do I believe every single one of these and that every single one, of, no, I I don't. But I am uh, starting to use Reddit, which, mm-hmm. which means I need like a lead-lined helmet instead of just <laughs> aluminum foil helmet. <laughs> so, so what do you think is going to happen on GameStop?
1: Well, it, it's hard to tell. So Robinhood and those brokers have l- uh, yeah. lifted their restrictions. Uh, so now you can buy and sell GameStop, which I think is part of the reason that it jumped on Friday is that they, you can now buy GameStop on, on Robinhood. I think the, it's low enough. So here's my thought as far, from a hedge fund perspective. I think the thesis has changed to a certain extent. Um, yeah. You know, there, When you short a stock as a hedge fund, your goal is to right. never cover. You know, you're going to ride this thing down into bankruptcy. You're, you're not trying to sell at 10 and buy back at 5. You're trying to sell at 10 right. and then never buy back because it goes sure. to zero. Um, <clears throat> these guys are not like that. That's the short thesis is you're, you're driving these companies into bankruptcy. Um, I think that the thesis has changed. This has gotten so much attention that I don't think GameStop is going to zero. I mean, even if it was before, which, it, which is debatable because they've had a lot of good things have been going on with the right. company in the last few months. Um, but I don't think it's going to zero anymore, which means these companies, hedge funds have to close their position at some point um and so i think what they're trying to do is obviously prevent a short squeeze but they have to cover slowly in a way that doesn't cause the price to to skyrocket and so they're going to be so if i was them i would continue fighting the momentum i would i would prevent the stock from going over a hundred if i Mm -hmm. could and then slowly work myself out of those positions. That's what I would be doing.
0: Yeah, and there will be friendly analysts who start to post really negative things about GameStop and of course they're completely disconnected from the firms that have these short positions, but mm-hmm. there are there's always friendly analysts who will do that. Right? Mm-hmm. And you're right, they will Time is their friend they will just spread it out over time um,
1: and you and- can you can manipulate the media or manipulate Reddit or do these things in a way that is not illegal mm-hmm. and I think that um, I mean all you have to do is, is send an unverified rumor to CNBC and they 'll run with it you know <laughs> um, Reddit has noticed this a lot Wall Street bets the the subreddit where this all is happening has seen a huge influx of bots that will upvote certain things oh. and downvote others and there's been lots of discussion about um, who's doing that and why um, and certain posts are being allowed to stay up and others are being de- deleted and it, it seems like there's some shady stuff going on but that's not illegal. There's nothing illegal about sending a robot army at a web forum, mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> and there's nothing illegal about sending an unverified rumor to, to CNBC
0: Right, um, and- and part of the thing that that scares me is when congress would try to legislate something to make these behaviors illegal we're really in trouble yeah because and this is why i've been a, a proponent of the open internet and that you can't legislate what's true and what's not true and i don't want somebody in Silicon Valley or a neural net in Silicon Valley flagging my posts and, and this, it's like, look, we're, we're all grown up people. People post things. As long as you're not posting, um, you know, I'm going to kill someone or I'm going to, you know, physically hurt somebody, um, posting information. And then the, it, it sort of self-regulates because people say, "Well, where did you get that?" And then you have to post the source, mm-hmm. and it will drive people more to posting uh, source information, source data. Um, yeah. Get the S one for for GameStop and highlight the parts that you're, you know, you're right. talking about.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, and like I, I like to use the Surgeon General as a good example of what is truth and what right. is not you know if you were to post on twitter today masks don't work masks don't prevent <laughs> yeah. covid um you would get flagged as being as fake news as pre- presenting providing false information however back in march that's exactly what the surgeon general yeah. did he sent out a post that said masks don't pre- prevent covid don't right. buy masks so and who's 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 truth are we talking about here
0: yeah, and I'm sure he rationalized it at the time where people were buying masks, and we didn't have enough PPE for the people that were in the hospitals.
1: Right. right? But I mean, that's the thing. If we're if the if the yardstick we're using is truth, that is not true. Right. And so, if he's he, regardless of why he did it or what good causes came of it, because to you, you know keep PPE for for medical professionals, it doesn't. I don't know. That that's that's not the point. You know, if are are you are you lying for a good reason? Is that still lying? So if we're saying that only truth can be posted, um, I mean, but then who's, who's deciding what truth like, is? No. Remember back in the nineties when, um, when they wanted us to use plastic bags and stop using paper because it was killing all the trees. Remember that? Yeah. And and now, and now we're just done a complete 180 where, you know, p- plastic is bad and yeah. we're supposed to use paper again. It's, it's, I mean,
0: no, it's, you know, aspirin. What are we getting
1: fed now that 20 years from now is we're going to be fed the exact opposite? Who knows? A lot of things. Probably. Uh, Yeah. Which ones? I don't know. But,
0: but I think that's the, the point is I I want to have a free and open debate and I want people to challenge each other. I want them to say, Hey, James, what's your source data for that? Send me the link, Right. And you send the link and have to defend your position. And actually, that's a lot of what goes on on my Facebook page between people screaming at each other. But <laughs> I, this is a good segue well, into the Q and yeah. discussion. We were at the end of the break here, but I want to come back. We'll pick that up. We'll con- we'll continue Conspiracy <laughs> Sunday, I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: this is Ali and Pissar with James Ball.
1: The Portland Spirit is headed to the river. Hop on board today for great views of the Portland skyline and historic Milwaukee waterfront. See our local landmarks and bridges from a unique vantage point on the river. Grab a cocktail on our outer deck while enjoying some of our delicious local cuisine. Fun for the whole family with options including lunch, brunch, dinner, and the famous Heart of Portland cruise. Tickets can be purchased at portlandspirit.com.
0: Welcome back to Ali and Passero with our friend James Ball. We're Conspiracy Theory Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Everything from GameStop to QAnon. And, you know, I saw all this going on on the Internet about QAnon and Republicans and my Democratic friends telling me that I now own QAnon. And if I don't purge QAnon (laughs) from my party, that uh, QAnon has taken over the Republican Party and You know, for the longest time, Mark Abramson used to talk about it on the show. I don't, I never heard of QAnon until they brought Mm -hmm. it up. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't, you know, people say that they, they eat children or whatever. And it's like, how how would I know? You know, I've never even seen it. I've never been exposed to it. So I thought it would be interesting. It was so overwhelming this last week that I went through my emails and I don't delete Uh, Emails, So I have emails all the way back. So if you've ever sent me something, I've got it. Um, And I did a search on the word QAnon in a subject or in the body of an email. It came back with 333 emails. Almost all of them are just news organizations saying, you know, Republican Party being uh, consumed by QAnon there's another large group of them of my democratic friends sending them to me, sending the same news articles to me saying, uh, not, is this true, but, but what are you going to do you've lost your party? Mm-hmm. Right. There wasn't a single email from a Republican. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I'm not like your typical Republican. i I was chairman yeah. of the party. I have friends in every state I've got. I'm on the, the email list of, of, you know, 30 different state re- Republican Party chairman. And in all of those emails, there's no mention of, hey, come hear this speaker from QAnon or here's some information from QAnon. I think you should check this out. There isn't anything like zero. And. It, I think if the perception out there would be that that this QAnon thing has completely taken over the party, and it's just not well, true. I think, um,
1: I think the uh, the well, the theory or what's been I don't know. I'm I'm a little more aware of of QAnon, but it's more of like a, a a I said this on our our email beforehand. A little more more of a wink and a nod type of organization. It's not. You don't walk around. I mean, if you go to Republican events, which I have the the Timber Unity thing back before yeah. COVID um, down in the Capitol, you will see people with shirts that have Q on them. They'll have Q flags. They'll have they'll have whatever. There'll be there is a handful of them, um, but it's more one of those things that if you know, you know, and if you don't, they don't talk about it. And there have been a couple of times I've been talking with Republican leaders or prospective leaders or or other folks who. Um, you know, I'll mention something and they'll be like, oh, do you follow Q? I was like, no, I saw this, found this on Reddit. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Well <laughs> and so I think that's I'm not going to
0: talk to you about it.
1: Right. Well, so it's it's one of those things that like if you're if you're following Q, who is this, you know, supposed high level government employee who's been leaking secrets through this, you know, 4chan online message board, um, if you're following that. It it's news articles. It's different, like conspiracy theories, put text posts, that sort of thing. And it's, it's it it has, I think, under the surface, it's been kind of driving some of the narrative on the Republican side. But nobody comes out and says this came from Q. People will just come out and say here's you know X Y and Z. They won't say Q said. Right. So that that's kind of been my experience with with Q. Um, you know, of course, Joe Ray Perkins, our candidate for Senate, uh, is a Q follower and mentioned a number of times, like on Twitter, or you know, said so, said the quiet part out loud, uh, for regards to Q. So one of the
0: th- distinctions that you need to make <clears throat> is we say it, people say Q follower. Mm-hmm. That's that's not like a follower of a religion. It's like somebody who monitors. The, mm-hmm. the posts and reads yeah, them. so It isn't...
1: Supposedly, ready. there's one guy who goes yeah. by Q. And so Q being the uh, Department of Energy's equivalent of a top-secret clearance. They have an L clearance and then a Q clearance. I believe it's L and Q. But Q is the the clearance that's equivalent to the DoD's top-secret. And so the, the the conspiracy theory is that this guy, Q, has been posting these anonymous messages mostly on 4chan and then i think he got his own website um to and and evidently has ties to the trump administration i don't know i don't follow it but it's like something like that um it's either coming from a a someone close to trump or at least i mean that's the theory right. i it i think it's much more likely that it's a 22 year old in someone's basement who uh <laughs> is is making things up but uh that's that's the, the kind of like grand conspiracy is that it's some high-level government employee who's si- sharing stuff, sharing secrets anonymously. Yeah.
0: Somebody just posted that I'm so in oh. denial. Wayne, what? if you can elaborate what I'm in denial of, that would be helpful because <laughs> it's... <laughs> I mean, I, I've... Uh, i, I I'm deeply involved in lots of Republican things and the amount of times that that QAnon comes up and and I think this gets distorted in the media too and it's not their fault it's our fault when we say it because if you follow the posts of Q you are you represent that as I'm a Q follower (laughs) but follower in a religious sense, means you're a member of a church. You're yeah. a member of the organization. Yeah. And that's not what this is. I think is. Some,
1: some people take it that way. Um, oh, I think you get the media. I mean, the Pizza Gate, Pizza Remember Pizza Gate, where the guy, the, the pizza parlor in D.C., where the guy, supposed, they supposedly had a, a pedophile ring in the basement. Guy came in with a gun to go free all the children. <clears throat> it turns out they didn't even have a basement, it was just completely fabricated. Wow. This happened a couple of years ago, but that, that came from yeah. Q. You don't you don't remember that, no. Alan? PizzaGate. No. Oh yeah, it was, it was it was this was several years ago, but that was that was a QAnon thing. That was the thing that they spread. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, and now uh, Bruce, your page is filled with Q conspiracy theories. You literally had a commentator who said she was proud of those that attacked the Capitol. I'm glad to see James has a better handle on this. What? Okay.
1: I'm just, I'm just more aware of what's going on. I don't believe anything of it. I just, you know, have, I, I, I spend a lot of time on Reddit. I read things. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, you're, well, I think Nick said you're uh, James aluminum foil. Ball, there
1: you go.
0: Tin foil hat ball. Right. Now I think the, 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 the point that I'm trying to make and is that, yes, there is this thing called Q. They post mm-hmm. things. People read those posts people that follow those posts are called a follower. Well,
1: they call them anons. And so Q is the leader and anons are the okay. are the followers in a sense. So it is it is a bit more religiony. Mm-hmm. I mean there are there are people who just like view the message boards and read what they and and you'll this is everything becomes a parody of itself, you know. There are people who take this as a religion and are waiting for the storm to happen the storm being when donald trump releases the hounds and puts hillary and everybody in jail um spoiler alert that's never going to happen uh because it's not true well i think I th- um but then there's others who just go on the website and pick pick out some some things they think are interesting and they just they just read so it so
0: let's let's continue this after the break this is Alien and Pizarro with a friend james ball this is Allie and Sarah with her friend, James Ball. It's Conspiracy Theory Sunday. I think what, what we're talking about here, this QAnon thing, is this, there are people that follow the postings. And what my point is, is this is not sort of the, the hundreds, thousands of Republicans that I touch in my dealings with Republicans. Um, are there people on my Facebook page? Maybe that last post that I did had 250 comments. Did I, did I go through every comment and look at who did it? No, I, I haven't. I post things on there to have these discussions. So, um, but the, the thing that I'm, uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up is it isn't like this is you know, quote, the Republican Party. No. I think it actually is very analogous to Antifa and the Democratic Party. That And, and, and here's the thing that I think is, in some ways, I think that Democrats' tacit support of Antifa it is even greater than the organized Republican support of Q. Because when there were Antifa protests downtown, and they turned violent every single night. Before those Antifa protests, uh, regular mainstream Democrats would go downtown and during the twilight hours have a real protest that then evolved into the Antifa protest of destruction. Uh, Mayor Wheeler actually went down and participated Mm -hmm. in, in the protest and got gassed standing on the side of Antifa yep. and the juxtaposition of Democrats proactively supporting Antifa and getting a complete hall pass and then there's this thing called QAnon that yes there are some supporters but I know no mainstream Republican you know Marjorie Hughes or whatever her name is Marjorie oh. Trent Green um, Not Marjorie Hughes. <laughs> Marjorie no, Marjorie Green. Marjorie, Marjorie Trent, Trent Green. Um, you know, they find one Republican that was uh, that was following QAnon. It's yeah. It's really astounding to me.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I just I mean, this is a little off topic, but what I think what <laughs> one of the biggest frustrations I have about those is they were they were peaceful from noon until mm-hmm. ten p.m. And then from 10 p.m. till 2 p.m., they were violent. And this, this was every single night. And so you can call them yeah. mostly peaceful because yeah. for the first <laughs> for the first 10 hours, they were peaceful. Right. And then for the last four, they were not. Um, so, yeah, four is less than 10. And so it was mostly peaceful protest. Never mind that they were violent ex- nearly 100% of the nights that yeah. after 10 p.m. Unreal that we can that level of cognitive dissonance.
0: Well, and I just think about, if there was a violent QAnon protest that occurred a hundred nights in a row and Republicans went down, elected Republicans went down in mass and participated in the 10 peaceful hours right before the violent hours, um, you'd be completely filleted by the media. Yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, we're getting lots of comments about this. As I thought, uh, I got I got many many comments on my uh, my Facebook page. And if you want to go go to my Facebook page and look through them, uh, we'll also post this video on the uh, on the Facebook page as well. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, we've got a few minutes left in this segment. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was a uh, Republican elected in a deep, deep blue uh, district. A deep, deep red district. Yeah. Um, If you get through the primary, you're going to win the general. She had made some references to QAnon. I don't know exactly what they were. Um, Maybe you do. Um, I I haven't really
1: been following that super closely.
0: And uh, she got stripped of her committee
1: assignments. Um, Was that the reason? Since she got stripped, I, I actually didn't. I
0: don't know. And, and in fact, if anybody out there knows a little bit more about this, but the the reason I wanted to bring it up is, um, is this part of the cancel culture that you you have some uh, things that you say, uh, some beliefs that are outside of the mainstream. And because you have those beliefs outside the mainstream, you get canceled. Now, uh, the representative from Minnesota, Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. she said some terrible things about Israel. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get stripped of her committee assignments. I don't think she should have been stripped of her she committee got assignments. I think
1: censured, didn't she? Didn't they censure her for that?
0: I don't think so maybe they did but my bottom line here is I don't think she should get stripped of committee assignments I don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene should get stripped of committee assignments there's there is a body that strips people of those assignments that's your the people that elect you yeah they elect the fact of the matter is there's a group of people in the United States that elected her that's the thing that we should be focusing on is that People get elected with beliefs that are not the beliefs of 51% of America. That's yeah. a representative democracy. That's exactly what we've got.
1: You know what I have? And, um, I, I was reading something somewhere, and I forget where book I was reading, but they were talking about um, what is happening in our culture is that people are, <clears throat> are conflating words with violence and if you say certain things that is that is considered violence and so then it is it is proportional to use violence to stop speech that is then violence and so that's why you can why you can shut people down like this is if you say things that are hurtful or or yeah it's it's violence it's at least that's that's what is being pushed on the left and when you look at it from that standpoint it, it takes a lot more, um, it makes a lot more sense, I think, in that if you are, and I, I am not as familiar with the Marjorie situation. Also, who spells their name like that? Um, <laughs> M-A-R-J-O-R-I-E. Anyway, uh, I, I'm not as familiar with that situation, but if you say things that, are, that the left has decided are harmful, that is violence against who, whoever you are harming. And therefore, they can take whatever steps are necessary to silence you because they are preventing violence against whatever community that is that they have decided is uh, is being harmed by right. your words. So, anyway, you look at it from that perspective, it, it's, it sort of makes sense from a, you know, leftist perspective. But ab- absolutely We're getting, not, uh, you know, uh, words, th- there's a huge difference between between words and violence. We're getting
0: quite a few comments. We'll, I'll come back. We'll read through the comments and, and react to them in a minute. This is Allie and Sarah with her friend James Paul.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by ProLift Garage Doors. ProLift is your one-stop shop for residential and small commercial garage doors from openers, springs, and rollers to full reinstalls. They offer same-day service on all garage door repairs with no extra charge for evenings or weekends. Serving the greater Portland metro area, call today and set up your free estimate at 503-558-6349 or at ProLiftDoors.com slash Portland. Again, that's 503-558-6349 or ProLiftDoors.com slash Portland.
0: Welcome back to Ali and Pissar with James Ball it's turned into conspiracy theory Sunday, and uh we're getting a lot of comments I was going to read through from some of these so um one of them was from our friend Bruce Q followers claim to be Republicans, and tiFA is not a party you're ignoring the candidate who ran against Murphy yeah joe ray so <clears throat> so it's an interesting. <laughs> They always talk about Antifa not being a party organized. Why well, would whatever. say neither is,
1: um, is Q? It's it's a essentially a message board. Right. Um, I would say that Antifa has a Twitter handle and a website and a logo. Um, if you're going to say that Antifa with a logo is not <laughs> is not organized, um, then Q is also not organized. I mean, it's they right. I, I, it's, I think, it's a message board. I I I agree with you, Alan. I think that there's much more in common between Antifa and QAnon as far as just like this extreme element of the far left or the far right. Um, I think I think you're right. They're very similar. Yeah,
0: I I, I agree. Um, another uh, asks, how many people were killed in a hundred days One. of riots? And this is what comes up. At, well, in Seattle, there were two or three, something like that. Um, this is what comes up all the time. And the, the underlying sort of premise is uh, property destruction is okay. Hmm. As long as nobody gets killed, it's okay.
1: One and, person was killed, and hmm. I believe that that is thanks to the brave men and women in uniform, the Portland police that prevented yep. it from getting too far out of hand. You know, you can talk about, you know, maybe there was some overstepping of of what they were supposed to do, but they also prevented a lot of harm Mm -hmm. and destruction that could have happened. Um, If you look at the day one, you know, the first day where they destroyed Pioneer Place, they destroyed the Apple store. There's a video online of them looting the Louis Vuitton. They kicked down the door and the glass door to the Louis Vuitton and emptied the place out. Um, That could have happened multiple nights, if not for the Portland police.
0: Well I think the other thing is um, shootings deaths in Portland are up dramatically uh, mm-hmm. year over year and part of it is uh, you know now you're starting to draw correlations to the reduction in funding of the gun violence task force mm-hmm. and so did the protests uh, have people died directly in the protests no one did have, uh, yeah. one have have the protests caused a shift in resources um, at the police bureau? Yes. Has that resulted in deaths? Possibly.
1: Right. Probably. I, I will say it's it's definitely increased uh, property crime. No. Um, the amount of people getting their catalytic converters stolen, bike thefts, car yeah. thefts, all of that. Has gone way up in the last few months.
0: But the premise oh. is property crime is not really crime. Oh sure, right, right. So okay. you got to get that
1: right. Sorry, got to get that yeah. in my head. You got to
0: get that out of your head. Um, <laughs> one of our one of our friends, uh, Bruce, mentioned that Marjorie Taylor Greene endorsed killing Pelosi.
1: It I was a of one off comment, and not not by any means not supporting that. But I think it was um, they were talk. There was a discussion of how do you get rid of. Pelosi and her comment was I think a lot it'd be a lot quicker just a bullet to the head so obviously you know not a not a uh not defending that at all you know awful thing to say um but it was it was a that's what she said yeah Uh, maybe it was on Twitter I don't forget where it was um but I was doing a little bit of research before the show and that's yeah that's what she said not something you should say
0: absolutely and and you absolutely should be censored for saying censored yep. for saying something like that. Bruce also says the capital attack was primarily by Q followers who believe Trump.
1: I would like to see a yeah. source for that.
0: You know, one of the things that I was looking up, <clears throat> just judging from the videos that you can find, it looks like there were tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm on January 6th at the Capitol um, it's not really clear how many people turned violent and got in actually there's a I'll post this on, on the link I was watching a C-SPAN security camera footage of the rioters in the Capitol and um, it's loud it's boisterous um, But when they enter the Capitol, they actually stay between (laughs) the rope lines. And and I thought, you know, if I'm rioting, I'm not staying. And Capitol Police were in the rotunda with them as these people walked between the rope lines to go to the house chamber. I, I hope some of this comes out. This is on C-SPAN, so it's not like some, you know, uh, right. right-wing and, wacky. Uh, and it's, blog. it's, un, it's, it's not,
1: unedited. It's just a security right. cam photo, yeah, you, or security cam feed. Right. There's no there's no commentary. It's just an hour and a half of I, right. he, 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 I, Alan sent it out prior to this.
0: I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's not. It's not the image that you would get based upon the way things have been reported. The the mob that entered the Capitol basically walking between these rope lines through the rotunda with and you can hear some people say do not touch the statues. Don't desecrate the statues. Um and I'm not condoning what they did in any way. I just want the the truth of what happened and the you know, actual footage of what happened to come out and then let people judge what what they think.
1: You know, there's a a fallacy where we tend to judge our own actions based on our intention and we judge other people's uh, actions based on the result. And I think this kind of applies to partisan politics as well. Um, When you, from a leftist perspective, they look at the riots in downtown Portland and they say, Property damage, busted windows, graffiti, uh, whatever, that can all be replaced, you know, but our intention was good. Our intention was to stand up for black people, for underrepresented minorities. The intention of the riots in Portland was good, but the, and the action that the Republicans did, you know, was taking over the, the Capitol upending the, the, um, uh, upending the, the electoral process, um. So if you're a leftist, that's how you're looking at it it it's it's you know one person died in a hundred nights of protests uh whereas six people died in one one day of of uh the capitol stuff and also was trying to overthrow an election whereas this was you know the leftist movement was standing up for black people yeah. it, so that, that's how they look at it
0: it's um it's interesting to see the the comments as they scroll by too. Chewbacca, who was uh, attacked the Capitol, was known as QAnon Shaman. Wow, you have selective memory. So you can't even have a discussion about this. I can't even say, look, watch this, watch yeah. the C-SPAN video, right? And and watch the behavior of the of the rioters and. Judge and be a judge for yourself. That's all I'm saying. I'm not drawing a conclusion about. I just want you to see the original footage and understand what what actually happened. That's all.
1: You know, I'm not saying that there were no Q conspiracy theorists in that crowd. I mean, there absolutely were. You get hundred thousand or two hundred thousand people, and yeah, you're gonna have some Q people. the 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 shaman guy. I don't know who he is, but um, okay, he's a Q guy. That that doesn't surprise me, um, and he he made news because of the way he was dressed and the fact that he was one of the first people into the Capitol. But out of the hundred, like to say that it was a a movement by Q, um, well, first of all, and th- I think that that takes away some responsibility from Trump. I think this that it was this thing was orchestrated by Donald Trump, and I I think that. You know, maybe he wasn't calling directly for an assault on the Capitol, but he's the one that brought everybody there. It wasn't Q that brought everyone there. It was it was Trump. So I I think the Q thing is I'm with you. I think it's overblown. Well,
0: that was that was my point. That's why I posted it. That's why I want people to talk about it. We're going to come back after a break. This is Ali Impicero with my friend James Ball.
1: The Portland spirit is headed to the river. Hop on board today for great views of the Portland skyline and historic Milwaukee waterfront. See our local landmarks and bridges from a unique vantage point on the river. Grab a cocktail on our outer deck while enjoying some of our delicious local cuisine. Fun for the whole family with options including lunch, brunch, dinner, and the famous Heart of Portland cruise. Tickets can be purchased at portlandspirit.com.
0: Welcome back to Allie and Picero on Conspiracy Theory Sunday. We're going to go from one conspiracy theory to another. We're going to talk about COVID <laughs> and, <laughs> and vaccines and the rollout and everything that's going on there. The, um, it, it, it boggles my imagination that um, we are still bumping up against all-time highs of deaths with COVID right now in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it it fits very much with the narrative of people in congregate living, elderly people and elderly people with underlying conditions are by far the most prone to um, to get co- to to die with COVID.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, it's very odd that at a time when the deaths are spiking that it feels like, uh, oh, now that we have the vaccine, we're opening things up, that's OK. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The, the other thing is, is that we've talked about this. When it's so clear who dies, mm-hmm. elderly, congregate living, foster care, underlying conditions, that If you would just prioritize those, if you had just prioritized those people, by this point in time, uh, everybody over 75 in Oregon would be vaccinated Mm -hmm. right now. And we we screwed around with teachers. Oh, everybody over 75, including all the doctors and nurses, not the ones over 75, but every doctor and nurse, and everybody over 75, we have enough vaccines to do that. Right now, they'd be done. And it, it kind of boggles my mind that you didn't prioritize that and that the deaths of elderly people in congregate care with underlying conditions is, is as yeah. high as it's ever been.
1: So the, uh, the CDC... I mentioned this last week, but I hadn't actually read it. The CDC has put out um, recommendations for the vaccine rollout. Number one, healthcare personnel, which makes sense, like you said, because if there's an outbreak at a hospital, now you can't take care of people, and you like that's a real problem. You need right. like the healthcare personnel personnel need to get it. And then one a along is long-term care facility residents. This is what you were talking about. Right. These are the people who are much more likely to die from COVID. After that. You get frontline essential workers and anyone else 75 years older. Um, so this is interesting. The f- essential frontline workers, uh, they, they say such as firefighters, police, correctional officers, food and agricultural wa- workers, postal service, manufacturing, grocery, uh, public transit, etc., etc. And at the very end, they say people who work in the education sector, teachers, support staff, daycare workers. That's the CDC. That's from the CDC. Um, the implication the quiet part here is that those people are out in the community doing an essential service. So like to vaccinate teachers who are not in school um, is completely absurd. Whoops. I kicked my camera. Um, Yeah. Firefighters, police officers, correctional officers, like all of those people, they, if they are not able to do their job because of a COVID outbreak, it's a problem. And then teachers, I would say, is also a problem. It, like, edu- like the teachers, I, I fully believe that we need to take the students' well-being into account here, which we're not. You know, we're, we're saying this is about protecting teachers, and that's fine. Um, but the fact that we are, <laughs> we are vaccinating teachers and teachers are also not going back to school um, is, is baffling to me. Like if the teachers aren't going back to school, then stop vaccinating them. Put it back to 75 and up and then, like, work your way down the, the age ladder because it's the elderly and people with underlying conditions, like you said, who are at the most risk. Teachers are not unless they're in school. So um, I think what, what Governor Brown needs to do is either insist that they go back to school or stop, stop prioritizing teachers. Right. So,
0: well, well, the other thing, and this is where in our Conspiracy Theory Sunday segment – um one of the things that i'm concerned about is since we're we're recording deaths mm-hmm. with covid not deaths because of covid and i understand that would be difficult but yeah. because we're, con- we're recording deaths with covid even after everybody's vaccinated you're still going to have deaths with covid because if you die and you get a COVID test and you are infected with the the uh, the virus, you would be recorded as a death with COVID. So, at some point in time, I expect that they're either going to change the definition or stop reporting. Now,
1: Kate, they Kate tried. Brown tried to stop reporting. Right. Um, reporting deaths and uh, got pushback from her own side. And so now she went back to, to report. And
0: this is where I wish they would just play it with cards face up. I wish they would just say, look, this is hard. And we, we did try to evaluate uh, deaths because of, because of COVID and deaths with COVID. Uh, We figured we'd do something. It's standardized across the thing. This is what it is. And, and just explain it because <clears throat> you're going to vaccinate a hundred percent of the people. The vaccine isn't like a repellent. It doesn't, it doesn't make COVID bounce off you. You still get infected. It's just your body fights it and you don't get symptoms. You basically don't get sick, but you still have it in you. You still have the mm-hmm. virus. So if you died and they tested you, you would still test positive for the virus. Uh,
1: so so this is the problem with the government and the media taking this fear-based approach to get everyone to comply is that it's really hard to walk back. And this is my concern way at the beginning is once you open this can of worms, you you can't close it again. And you know, I think that I've said this before, like our our democratic leadership are not, ta- are not taking this seriously. You know, Shamia Fagan has a party at her house. Um, one of our Multnomah County commissioners goes to Hawaii on vacation in the middle of this pandemic. And, you know, they, they, um, they themselves are not taking this seriously because they understand the the reality of the situation, but they think that we, the populace don't, that we don't understand and that we need to be fed this, this fear-based narrative. And then but the problem is the left in particular has has drank the Kool-Aid. They bought it. <laughs> and so now that we are at the point where we can actually start like that that COVID is not as much of a threat as it was, that the vaccines are getting rolled out, the death rates are going to go down. Um the death rates because of COVID are going to go down, which as you mentioned are hard to right. are hard to, to measure, but they will. Um, now the, the left especially the extreme left doesn't want to do anything until everybody's vaccinated because they've been fed this fear narrative and you can't walk it back the government can't walk it back it's it's uh it's frustrating um but that's what yeah. you get when you uh when you you push this narrative that is uh, an exaggeration of the truth
0: yeah you i i i've said this almost every week it's it's me when i was nine years old burning the uh, grass in the field looking for my yo-yo right right where you burn a little spot don't find it you burn a bigger spot you burn a bigger spot and then finally the thing gets out of control and you can't control it anymore you your narrative has led you to the point where you can't walk it back and now the fire trucks are here and the ambulance is here and you've got and that's where we are now luckily we mm-hmm. do have the vaccine. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but we're now going to have to walk through that that entire process. We've got to take a break. Uh, this is Allie and Picero with my friend James Ball. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Allie and Picero. This is Alan Allie with our friend James Ball. It's Conspiracy Theory Sunday. <laughs> I don't know how we got down this <laughs> rabbit hole or whatever, but, but we did. <laughs> but... Um, We were talking about gyms opening back up Mm -hmm. in Portland. Uh, Things are opening up. I I made the point that, geez, you know, the data doesn't support what we're doing, which is kind of amazing. Well, it
1: depends on which data you're looking at. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is um, when Stan Pulliam, Mayor of Sandy, was was pushing restaurants and whatnot to open up on January 1st. Um, he had a conversation with the governor and the gov and he asked for the data. He asked for the proof that that restaurants and gyms are spreading COVID. And he never got it. She never sent it to him. She said it existed, but never never sent it. I don't believe there is any evidence that that, that COVID is being spread from restaurants or gyms. You know where it's being spread is by private home gatherings because people aren't allowed to go out. <laughs> <laughs> so so they're all gathering indoors because we're social creatures we need human interaction and so people are meeting in their houses that are not being sanitized like restaurants would have been and they're taking their masks off and they're being in small enclosed spaces and that's where you're spreading covid you're not spreading it in these gyms like there there is no reason for these for gyms and restaurants to be shut right yeah now. that's that's my two cents
0: well and this is where they haven't done a rigorous tracking of how it's spread, who gets it, are there DNA reasons why certain people get it and certain people don't? Are there historical medical reasons why people get it and they don't? So, um, and this is why I wanted to do antibody testing. We don't know what percentage of the population has actually had it because a large number of people are asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. And or very, so very low we don't
1: know. Symptoms. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. my sister caught COVID just uh, a couple weeks ago and she described it as a mild cold for two days and then she couldn't smell anything. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. She said she a mild cold for two days and then she lost and her how sense old of smell. Is she? And so then she is yeah. 30. So,
0: Yeah, I, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we just don't know. And... Now I saw, I think I I sent you the link for it, that um, now the whole thing is, well, we're going to get herd immunity, right? Mm -hmm. Oregon's going for herd immunity through vaccinations. And part of it is you're banking on people that have had it having some level of immunity. Yeah. And immunity isn't it bounces Mm -hmm. off, right? Immunity Mm -hmm. is I have the antibodies that can fight it. And I, I wish people would explain it so that people can understand
1: it. And well, so are, are the other you, thing is, are you contagious if you have antibodies? Like, I mean, yeah. So, so you, you catch it. You catch it. Your body fights it off. I don't so know how well, like, how that, how long that. So nobody
0: knows. I've I, I've done the research on this, and it appears certainly that there's a time frame when you catch it and you haven't killed it that you are contagious. Mm. Now. If I don't have the antibodies, that time frame might be fourteen right. days. If I do have the antibodies, that might be two days.
1: Is it two days right? or two hours? I don't know. I mean, that's so, right. so that makes a difference. Because what right. what I've heard about the the vaccine is that it at, at least some of the the things I've read is that it, it just prevents the symptoms. Like you still have the right. the virus, but you don't get sick you don't show symptoms and that's kind of the rationale for people to still have to wear masks even if you've got the vaccine um which talk about conspiracy theories i don't know that 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 doesn't that doesn't make sense to me like you said I, I i don't yeah if you catch it your body fights it off yeah does that take place in two hours two minutes two days i don't know and are you contagious during that period um if not uh if you're not contagious then people don't need to wear masks. But if you're not contagious or the timeline is short enough, no one's going to tell us because wearing masks has been such a virtue signal of whether or not you take this seriously. Right. And so they like friends in the medical field who have been vaccinated are right. still wearing masks out in out in the, the city. I'm like, OK, I mean, this is the, the line that we're being well, that we're being told and if
0: you go out, I'd encourage people, we're getting comments about this. I'd encourage people to go out and do the research on it because the research that I've done is inconclusive. It's inconclusive about how long you would be, you would have, how long can you be and have the virus and and give it to someone else once you've been vaccinated? And I would I would guess that depends upon which shot you get as well Mm. um but you know again (laughs) i want full all i want is full disclosure all i want is people being honest about this and 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 you know if you think about it people that are asymptomatic are they asymptomatic because it just doesn't affect them or are they asymptomatic because their body produced the antibodies fast enough to fight it so that they didn't get sick. Yeah. Because if that's the case, they're basically vaccinated. That's what a vaccine does. Mm-hmm. And
1: it replicates the virus well with, enough so that your body can with, produce the antibodies that will fight off the real virus. Yep.
0: With a vast majority of people being asymptomatic. And this is why you know my conspiracy theory is they don't actually want us to know because if if 80% of the people that get it are asymptomatic that's equivalent to 80% being vaccinated
1: well i think that would also be really hard to track um, cuz if you're not if you're asymptomatic you're not exact, you're not going in and getting tested
0: no but the way so, you do it this is you do it with an antibody test and you take that's true and they started doing it we started doing it in Oregon. We had 10,000 people that we had selected. That's right. That we going to go through this process. And
1: we weren't, we weren't diverse enough. That's why they canceled it, right? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And I, I said it last week. There's times to be woke and there's times to save lives. This is the time to save yep. lives. That That 10,000 person test and then you'd repeat it every month or two months or whatever. That would be the best money spent. Yeah, but I think they started getting information that said the virus is much broader in the population than they thought, which means there's a lot of people who are asymptomatic, which means that this this herd immunity, if you've got 30 percent of the people that are asymptomatic, we're 30 percent of the way to herd immunity. Mm -hmm. And Early on, there was data about this, and then it just went completely quiet. And all I want is, I just want them to play with the cards
1: face yeah. up. and that's why everyone has to wear a mask, is because, you know, we've been told that you can be asymptomatic and still spread the disease. Right. So, you know, well, they're, they're, yeah, you're right. At the beginning, they had talked about asymptomatic carriers, and that's what pushed the whole mask thing. And, right. yeah, they don't talk about it anymore. We don't talk about no. who no. else caught it. And, no, and- but we,
0: and so if you're asymptomatic but still have to wear a mask, if you're vaccinated, you'd still have
1: to wear a mask. Right. Until we And there's re- actually a bill until There's a bill we going re- through the Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's a bill going through the state legislature right now that would make masks mandatory in places of business after the pandemic's over. Oh. They're talking about always always wearing masks when in uh, in places of business, which um, is just uh, just absurd. Anyway.
0: Yes. Yeah. And terrifying.
1: Yes. So. Okay.
0: <laughs> we're going to do one more segment. I think we're we're probably bumped right up against the time. We're going to do one more segment when we come back. This is Ali and Sarah with our friend James Ball.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by ProLift Garage Doors. ProLift is your one-stop shop for residential and small commercial garage doors from openers, springs, and rollers to full reinstalls. They offer same-day service and all garage door repairs with no extra charge for evenings or weekends. Serving the greater Portland metro area, call today and set up your free estimate at 503-558-6349 or at proliftdoors.com Portland. Again, that's 503-558-6349 or proliftdoors.com Portland.
0: Welcome back to Allie and Pissar with her friend James Paul on Conspiracy Sunday. We're now going to move into a whole nother conspiracy, and that is that is the stimulus, the latest multi-trillion dollar stimulus package that's going through Congress right now. I think it now. passed, didn't it? Um, well, that's, Did it pass? that's interesting. Uh, so in prep for the show, I tried to find it, and you can't find it it because it doesn't exist it is being done through a reconciliation process uh reconciliation process between the senate and the house Mm. and this is the way they avoided the filibuster in the senate Uh. so i think it's being done like as a budget bill or something so it's back to the house and pelosi said that she expects it by the beginning Mm. of march so I don't understand the, the mechanism that they're using to do it, but that's why it's a little bit foggy about what is in it because there isn't, as far as I can sell, there isn't an it. Um, there's a, I, I did find a bill number, but then when you read the bill, it doesn't mm-hmm. really say much. So I think what they were able to do is, is boot it back to the house. And do it through this uh, reconciliation process, which avoids the uh, which avoids the filibuster. But it's uh, 1.9 trillion, 400 billion for pandemic response. And this is one of the things that was interesting: the vaccination program gets 20 billion, but expanded testing gets <laughs> 50 billion. And I didn't really. I, I. Are they trying to send us a message no. there? I don't know what the.
1: So I don't know. Here's here's a a theory. I mean, we we just get so so accustomed to these giant giant mm-hmm. numbers. Um, it's possible that twenty billion dollars is more than enough to vaccinate every human in uh, mm-hmm. in America. And testing, I don't know. Testing maybe more expensive. Maybe it's more labor intensive. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit. Um, but twenty billion dollars is a lot of money, and it just. It amazes me. I mean, remember back in the two thousand eight crisis when we had an eight hundred billion dollar stimulus to right. to take care of Wall Street and make sure that those guys got right. through it. And this was the absolute worst, craziest, you know, stimulus. We're going to be paying it off forever. And now, eight hundred billion dollars. We're just that's chump change. We're just throwing that around. It's uh, it's amazing how how far we've we've come in just the last. Shoot twelve thirteen years
0: well and and what is going to happen I, I did a a study years ago where I looked at uh, GDP growth and deficit spending, and what i was what 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 I was thinking of is I wanted to see the difference between Republicans and Democrats uh, controlling the House the Senate, and the presidency yeah GDP growth and what you find out is, since I entered the workforce, so it's mm-hmm. all my fault back in mid-1970s, um, if you take the growth in GDP and offset the deficit spending, it basically nets out to zero. Yeah. So since 1975, we haven't really increased the GDP of the United States which is a, and as I start to think about it,
1: not organically, right. right,
0: We printed money. We created government money, whether we borrowed it or printed it. Um, And that, and I'm not saying on a percentage base, this is dollar for dollar. Mm -hmm. This is the, the dollars that GDP increased are offset by the dollars of deficit federal spending. And It's kind of hard to imagine. But when I look at, you know, sort of the United States during the certainly during the 1940s, where it was all deficit spending, you know, 100% uh, GDP was was printed to the 1950s and 1960s, when there was real live GDP growth, as we rebuilt the entire Mm -hmm. world. I mean, that makes sense. We were building All of the machinery all the machine tools the cars the trucks the airplanes we built everything to rebuild the entire world and by the time you get to the 1970s that was all done and then the entire world economy starts to grow I mean if you watch Japan from the 70s till now if you watch Korea you watch China you watch all those economies they're growing at enormous rates and we basically haven't grown now when you take all this and add it on top, our, GD, our real GDP growth is going to be negative if you take all the deficits well, and offset GDP growth. I think,
1: I think everybody knew that. I mean, COVID was such a hit to the economy. Um, I mean, uh, the, the last 12 months, uh, I mean, of course, the GDP is going to go down significantly. Yeah. Um, the other thing worth noting is the other thing that happened in the uh, early to mid-70s was the U.S. left the gold standard. So we yeah. went from, from fully backed by gold to just, you know, fiat money. So that, that gave a Yeah, it allows you to do this. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've looked at that kind of thing before. It's, it's interesting. Um,
0: yeah. It. I, so going on through the package, there's a trillion dollars in direct relief to struggling families. That's the $1,400 new and stimulus mm. payments to people. And it looks like they're going to include, now this is where, where I'll say it because it's provocative, but it, it looks like there might be stimulus payments to illegal residents. <laughs> huh? How
1: about uh, uh, that?
0: And I didn't even have to go to Q to pick that hmm. up. You just, all you have to do is go to a mainstream message board. You'll find that stuff. But that'll be interesting to see who actually gets those stimulus payments. Um, Expanded unemployment benefits. Good idea. Eviction protection. Now, that's an interesting idea, except are you also going to protect the people that are making the mortgage payments on the property? So... I, you don't have to pay your rent anymore, but I still have to make my mortgage payment.
1: I work with a lot of landlords in my business, and <clears throat> this sort of thing has them terrified um, because it's not just at the federal level. The state and also the city of Portland right. are doing eviction moratoriums on top of that. And you know, they are basically at the mercy of their tenants. If the tenants decide to stop paying, there's nothing they can do. And so right. they are just, um, thankfully, I think, Eighty-ish percent of tenants are continuing to pay their rent, but there's some who aren't, and um, there are some who haven't paid rent since March. And so, when the eviction moratorium uh, goes away, you know they're going to have this ten to fifteen thousand dollar bill that comes due. And I'm going to guess they don't have ten to fifteen thousand dollars laying around if they haven't been, you know, right. able to pay their rent for the last twelve, thirteen, fifteen months. Uh, so I'm guessing the person who's going to take the hit is the landlord right. um, who has been paying their mortgage this whole time. And um, and the ones, you, a, lot of, a lot of small-time landlords are going to take a huge hit and, and might put them out of business.
0: And what they'll do, if they can, is shift the payments to the people that are actually paying. So if you're able to pay, mm-hmm. your rent's going to go up. Yep. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what the big the companies landlord, will do. The big companies yeah. will shift it. And the, the small companies are just going to go out of business. And yeah, so, if you have
0: yeah. a house,
1: or two houses, or three
0: houses, yep. and somebody stops paying, and you still have to make your mortgage payment, they'll foreclose yep. on the house,
1: right? Yep. But yeah, if, if you yeah, have well, 10,000 houses, yep. then all you do is the 8,500 who are still paying, you raise their rates 10 or 15%, and uh, yep. and they're fine. And your revenue is the same.
0: We've reached the end of our show for this week. We have a lot to talk about next week (laughs) (laughs) because we're getting all kinds of comments now about the stimulus package and deficit spending and everything else. We could go on and on forever, but uh, there are lives outside of internet conspiracies and Sunday morning talk shows, but we'll be back next week. This is Ali M. Pesaro with my friend, James Ball.
1: Thanks for listening. This has been Allie and Pacero with your hosts, Alan Alley and Jim Pissarro. The podcast is produced by James Ball. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. And if you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to alan at alanalley.com.